This is a whole observatory podcast. Hello, everybody. In this episode of Star Stuff, we will be exploring the constellations that are easy to see in the summer and share some amazing stories behind them. I'm your host, Cody Halfmoon. And today I'm sitting with one of our most popular storytellers here, John Compton. Hey, pals. Hello, hello. So uh, it's some of these uh, stories that we're going over. We tried to focus on a lot of the Zodiac signs because we know that y'all love the Zodiac. Mm. Um, but hopefully John can sneak in some science there too. Yeah. Uh, so let's get started. Let's start telling some stories. Sure. Okay. Uh, Scorpio. Scorpio is a fun one. Um, you'll see that in the Southern sky kind of near Sagittarius. It's kind of creeping up right now. Um, how do you find it? Uh, Scorpius. It just looks like a big old scorpion shape. Like it looks very, very much like a scorpion. Um, now the, the easiest thing is to look for a, um, a big bright orange object that looks a lot like Mars. Um, and that's the heart of the scorpion, Antares. Okay. Um, you know, Antares just like literally means not Mars, right? Aries is the old term for Mars and anti. So you can imagine um, some astronomer way, way back in the day just like getting bugged. Like, what's that? Is that Mars? Is that Mars? Is that Mars? And they're like, okay, today's the day. And scribbled it out and be like, it's not, <laughs> not Mars. Mars. <laughs> um, so wait, Aries is in Scorpius? Well, so Aries is not, the old name for Mars. Not Aries like, is yeah. in Scorpius. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. And sometimes Mars is around there, which can be really confusing. <laughs> um, but I don't think it is right now. But yeah, it's a big um, off to the sort of west from from looking at it. You sort of see these little pincher shapes coming off the that part. And then if you look sort of south into the east, you'll you'll see a very distinct looking tail and look little you know pinchery bit or what do you call it stinger bit. It looks like a mud bug. You look like a mud bug. <laughs> it looks like uh, a mud bug. It's it like, like a, a little. <laughs> looks like a little like uh, shrimp like tail. Uh, like a fish hook. It's a stinger. It's ready to get you. So wait, is um, anti Antares mm-hmm. Antares, which I uh, we do this Mars Hill Outlook every month, uh, which we do in like a newscaster style. And I was, I took about seven takes because I kept saying Auntie Aries. Oh, <laughs> old old Auntie Aries. Auntie Aries, is it a part of the constellation? Antares definitely is. Antares yeah. is. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's actually the main star in. Uh, Scorpio. Okay. It's like the identifying star in Scorpio. And why is it a scorpion? Is there a story behind that? Is that... Um... You know, I don't know why they specifically went with scorpion for it, except that it looks very scorpion-like. So oh. I think it's probably one of the constellations that sort of arose from, um, oh, look at that shape. That looks like a thing. As opposed oh. to um, a mnemonic device. For, so there wasn't uh, like some scorpion that... Zeus was hungering for and well, threw him up in the sky. Or what I mean is, you know, I've talked about it on the other one. Um, most of the constellations are ways to remember things about the time of year, hmm. right? They're ways to um, 
remember that like oh it's crap i need to get my crab nets fixed up mm -hmm. because um cancer is almost in the sky mm -hmm. stuff like that um and that's why most of them don't look like things is because they were used as calendar markers gotcha. before calendars but uh, things like scorpius um really just look like a scorpion and so then it became part of the legends but they don't like help us um, I don't, I don't believe that they helped anyone like, oh, look, there's, this is when scorpions come out more. Right. You know okay. I mean? Um, the story of Scorpius is the, the story of the scorpion with the giant heart that had to stop Orion from, uh, messing with the Pleiades. So there is a cute little story. Yeah, there's a cute story, but it's not like a, I, I, it's not like a mnemonic. It's oh. just a fun story. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Scorpius was the scorpion with the big heart that really didn't want to hurt Orion. Um, felt real bad fighting the little guy, uh, but he was causing all kinds of chaos. Oh. And so uh, Scorpius, you know, grabbed uh, Orion by his shoulder with his long, long stinger, basically reached out and stuck him to the sky. And then Orion became stars. And that's the catastrophism is the story of like how um, something of the earth becomes part of the stars and spreads out across the celestial dome um, in, in old sort of lore. And so um, Scorpius kind of felt bad about it and um, stuck Orion's two dogs, right? Canis Major, mm -hmm. which is like a pointer dog, and Canis Minor, which is the battle dachshund. <laughs> and um, then they stuck, it's like Lepus, the, uh, the rabbit up there as well to kind of keep the dogs occupied. Um, and then he felt really bad, so he scurried off um, across the Milky Way and kind of like settled down little softy on the other side yeah he's got a he's got a big heart like a huge huge heart <laughs> um it's it's very bright and very very large Aww. um but yeah so uh canis major and minor are also in the summer sky then no 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 so um canis canis major canis minor lepus and orion are uh winter sky you never see scorpius and them around the same time it scurried away because it felt really embarrassed so it's like hiding its face kind of oh you know, baby story. um and that's that's one of the versions that's the, one of the versions i like more there's a couple others but they're um they tend to be more of that classic uh greek style where it's like and then he punched it the you know it's like i don't know i want a good i want a good uh story arc <laughs> I know uh, one thing I did want to mention is that, and this is like Zodiac horoscope stuff. This isn't science, uh, constellation stories, whatever. But Scorpio, the sign is ruled by Pluto, oh, which fun. is a planet that governs, according to the horoscopes, both destruction and transformation. Hmm. I, I believe Pluto's kind of around there. Oh, um, well, it, that would explain it. I think it's Pluto, I think right now is somewhere around Sagittarius, which is really close uh, to that, but I'm not. I'm not super positive, but I know it's it's kind of in that southern sky. And Pluto's orbit, like it hasn't even done a full orbit since we discovered him. No, yeah. So um, does that just mean like Pluto doesn't change very much in our sky because it's such a right. big orbit? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's moving. It's moving. It's, I mean, it's ripping along, but it's just so far away, that tiny change. You, right. you don't notice it that much. Like when you're driving on a car and the things further away look like they're moving yeah. slowly. Gotcha. It's, I think it's like... 150 years to make it halfway around so it's like not gonna happen anytime soon uh summer triangle so this is obviously a summer thing because it's in the name the summer triangle and in my notes um 
it looks like there are two names for each, I guess, star. So Cygnus. Well, so Cygnus is the constellation. Cygnus is a constellation. Okay. So, so the summer triangle is an asterism, right? Okay. Cygnus, Lyra, Aquila. Aquila, the Aquila. Okay. Um, so Cygnus uh, has Dinab in it. I'm sorry. So, so the the um the asterism of the summer triangle is Vega, Altair, and Dinab, and those are in three separate constellations. And those constellations are, um, uh, Lyra, uh. Achilla and Cygnus, accordingly. Oh, okay. So um, you use that asterism because you know in um, cl- like climates where it, it might be like hazy or very cloudy, things like that, you will you will easily see these three stars, and they're distinctly different looking. Vega is bright blue. Um, Dedeb is kind of an icy white. Uh, Altair can kind of have like a little um, warmer tint to it. And then um, it can also be helped. Basically, the center of the summer triangle um, is a star named, named Albirio. And if you see that one, it's very, very distinct as well. Um, Which is Arabic, Al something, right? Yeah, the... so so um, Altair is the tail. Uh, mm. um, Albirio is the beak. The beak, okay. Yeah. Um, Deneb has an Arabic root. Or an Arabian root. Hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure on that. I know the, all the owl ones because it just means the. The yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if you look for the summer triangle in the, if you can look at the center of it, there's a um, a fun object called Albirio, and it's a binary star system. But one of them is orange and one of them is blue. Now, occasionally, if it's clear out, um, but seeing is poor. So, so um, in astronomy, we talk about transparency and seeing. Transparency is like literally, is the sky milky from clouds and fog and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, but seeing is how much sort of disturbance there is in the upper atmosphere, and that'll cause things to twinkle or not. So if you get the right amount of poor seeing, and you can look at Al- um, Albirio, it like one of the stars will twinkle and the other one won't sometimes so Hmm. it looks like it's shifting from blue to orange flickering back and forth which is cool um and it's it's a pretty bright star you can go check it out um so cygnus is the swan and it goes from um deneb uh down to alberio right and it's uh the easiest way to find the milky way for me because it's the story of the swan that's swimming the milky way uh, Deneb is? Deneb is the swan? Yeah, well, so Deneb is the tail of the swan. Okay. And then Albirio is the beak of the swan. Right, because right. there's Altair, which is the tail. Of Achilla the eagle. Gotcha. Okay. But um, Achilla, uh, so Achilla is turning away from the Milky Way. It's like trying not to cross the Milky Way. And, but Cygnus is just straight up swimming in it. Mm. So if you can find um, uh, even the Summer Triangle... Find out which one is Deneb, right? Because it's going to be the icy blue one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically find the middle of the summer triangle. That line points you down the Milky Way um, on gotcha. your way to like Scorpius and um, Sagittarius, which mm-hmm. is kind of the, the, the big part of the Milky Way during the during the summer. Gotcha. And this, so to be clear, so the Milky Way is the, um, obviously what we're in and that's, the, we're seeing like a tail of it, a spiral, a part of the spiral. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're seeing kind of towards the center of it when it's the summer. And we're zooming. Everything's moving. We're zooming within that Mm -hmm. Milky Way. We're all zooming together. And the stars that we see 
Now, are they in the Milky Way or are they further and we're seeing it through? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean, there's not a star you can see individually uh, in the entire night sky that's not part of the Milky Way. I see. Okay. It's just not – so when we say Milky Way, I think of obviously like the streak. Yeah, it's a little weird, right? Yeah. Um, so in Norse mythology, uh, the the this view across the sky is the Bifrost. So we just call it the Bifrost if you want. The Bifrost? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. It's the um, sort of rainbow bridge that connected realms in in norse mythology and so wait every star that we see in the sky is in the milky way yeah if if you can see it in the night sky and see a star uh it's it's in the milky way what about other galaxies that we can see you can't see individual stars in them not with your eyes not not even with a pretty good telescope if we see a galaxy in a telescope is that galaxy in the milky way no no Uh. that's a whole separate galaxy so the milky way is a galaxy right right and so that's why i'm like confused i guess yeah but you can't see i mean you can see those blurry objects but you can't see any stars right Uh, if you can see a star that star is in the milky way gotcha yeah because i'm thinking of like the images taken like from the uh lmi from the ldt our research telescope where you can like see the cool spirals and stuff like that and in that picture you see stars and it's just a depth it's just like those stars are closer i mean i don't you know i'm not like a big deep, that's more deep i'm space. not i'm not a deep space um astronomer gotcha. i couldn't tell you if you can i don't think you can see individual stars in like andromeda but like i mean all the stars that you see in a picture of a galaxy those stars are close, closer to yeah. us than said mm-hmm. galaxy. So yes, yes. that would probably be okay. Gotcha. I'm on board now. I'm on board. Hooray! Hooray! Yay! <laughs> um, okay, so we have Deneb, which is the swan. Uh, Deneb no. is the tail of Cygnus, the swan. The tail of Cygnus, mm-hmm. and then um, we have Lyra. Yeah. So Vega is that bright blue object in yeah. vega it's the bright blue star it's like of kind of off triangle. of the by what do you call it by the bifrost the bifrost yeah um so uh, vega is like the tuning peg of the lyre which is like a harp guitar from ye olde days <laughs> from ye olde uh, days yeah it's kind of the story of um uh, orpheus so like the orpheum theater here in flagstaff and like oh. those that are around um, sort of like they got their namesake after this guy because he was considered the first like bard. Orpheus? You know? uh, yeah. Okay. Um, he cool. basically uh, hypnotized the devil with uh, his amazing like uh, bass licks. And Tenacious then, D style. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, got, his, got his wife out of um, the underworld. Uh, unfortunately. What dreams may come style. Yep. But the unfortunately yep. at the very end um, – she was sort of hypnotized by his playing as well. And then he didn't think she was back there anymore. And when he turned around, um, Hades thought that he was trying to like map the underworld, got real mad, mm. thought he broke the deal and kicked him out and took the wife back. So it kind of ends up as a real bummer. Uh, uh, but he, throw, he, assets, he threw his magic lyra up in the sky and then it had its catastrophism. No, no, no. Hades grabbed it. It was like, oh, Hades threw it. It was like, never again. Uh, grabbed it, hucked it into the sky. It hit the, the celestial dome and then kind of like spreading the stars for its catastrophism. Oh. Um, so that's kind of the story of, of Orpheus. Well, but, that's a bummer. Yeah, he was like the first, um, like if you play D&D, he's like uh, a bard, like a like a battle musician, you know, because he's just like. And so that makes sense why there are a lot of theaters called the Orpheum. Yeah, yeah. I know there's one in Phoenix, and I'm sure those aren't the only two. Yeah, he had a magical instrument that was made by Mercury, 
Um, mercury, not made of mercury. Oh, okay, okay. Um, out of like a tortoise shell and some sinew and like driftwood. And then mercury, um, you know, or Hermes, right? Fleet footed, moves all over the place. Gotcha. Doop, 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 yeah, yeah, little yeah. scatterbrain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes he's in retrograde or whatever. <laughs> and uh, he's and the he one just, that messes us all up. Yeah, he just kind of like accidentally left it on the ground. Mm-hmm. Mercury is where we get the term mercurial. Mercurial. So if you're if you no. you're mercurial if you act like Mercury. <laughs> and we can see Mercury in the summer sky, I believe, or at least this month, right? I don't think so. No. That's a tiny little duder. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think you're gonna be able to see Mercury. Oh. You tiny? I mean, it's probably on a map, but I don't uh, think you're see yeah, it. I guess Mercury will be really low in the sky this month, but like I, I guess you could I don't think you're gonna see it with a telescope. Oh really? Oh, yeah, that's a t- that's a real tough one. Um, you'll see Saturn um, near the end of the summer. It's going to be kind of in Aquarius and Capricorn, and then a little bit later, um, well, a little bit later, uh, Pegasus and Andromeda will be up. So you'll forget all about about that because that's super cool. And then right. Jupiter eventually will be popping up, um, but that'll be kind of like near the near the, near the tail end of summer. Gotcha. Sagittarius, uh, another also zodiac sign. Yeah. Uh, is it visible in the summer sky? Yeah, yeah. It looks great. Um, most people see the teapot the easiest. The teapot? Um, if you look at – if you kind of follow the directions from uh, like Cygnus to Swan, go down the Milky Way, look, there's a kill of the eagle showing you which way it curves – keep going almost to the very their very most southern sky it looks like there's a a teapot um pouring out and the like sort of that really bright area of the milky way looks like kind of steam like whistling out of the kettle oh i thought it was like a i mean it's a centaur centaur, but most people like the easy part to see if you're in kind of a um uh, if you don't have great transparency wherever you live, um, you will easily see the teapot. And it's near uh, Scorpius, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scorpius's tail um, minus the stinger kind of points towards it. Gotcha. Teapot part. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Sagittarius is like a big centaur. In most of the pictures, uh, whenever people connect the constellation lines for Sagittarius, they do it in a way that doesn't make a ton of sense. What do you mean? Um, it They always connect this teapot fully, and then they make this big, long, weird tail coming off of it. Um, but I, you know, you can also envision it as sort of like the top of the teapot is the back of this animal, um, the, the back of the horse part. And it's got a little stick legs, uh, stick legs. And then he's got this, mm. it looks like a, a tall sort of human torso holding a long bow, um, which is kind of what it's supposed to be. If you just Google Sagittarius, I feel like different people draw the constellation. Oh, people draw in all different, of them different ways. Yeah. Okay. Because it looks like there. This one has twenty stars. This one has eight. I yeah. Mean, like you, as the uh, listener, just draw whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Fun. Draw them all over the place. It's like here's one of a do man crouched with like a bow and arrow. Yeah. Here's a guy on a horse. This one just drew a teapot. Which yeah, I guess. These people are gonna have fun with it. You should have fun with it as well. <laughs> it looks like a teapot. Basically. Yeah. I mean, it does. And uh, what's the story of uh, Sagittarius? Why is there a big old uh, horseman up there? I don't think there's a super interesting story. 
You um, always say that, and then yeah, you're really so. So the Sagittarius stuff is, um, I believe it's one of the uh, we had to transform into an animal to run away from like one of the main Titans kind of stories, hmm. uh, and they they tend to be just like yeah we transformed and ran and it was great <laughs> i don't think there's like a, a super cool one now um ooh, so uh there's a lot of cross-cultural sort of blending of stories mm -hmm. and you can tell any story you want with any of these constellations if you enjoy it um so i would say if you are listening to this podcast and you want a fun story to tell when you think about sagittarius i would look at um, the uh, birthing of Slipnir, uh, Odin's, uh, you know, steed in ancient Norse mythology. Oh. So Slipnir was Loki's kid. Okay. Well, one of Loki's I'm kids. I'm thinking American Gods, and that's supposed to be his car, right? Yeah. Yep, okay. yep, yep. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. gotcha. Yeah, Slipnir was, um, yeah, one of Loki's kids, so... Um, Loki had to transform into a horse. Okay. So I view uh, Sagittarius as Loki halfway through transformation. All right. Well, Have that fun is, with it. Do what you stuff. will. <laughs> and uh, and Sagittarius again, just for wayfinding, we look for a Scorpio or Scorpius, which is big and easy to find because we're looking for yeah. Antares, the heart of the Scorpion, and then we just like look to the left. Yeah. Or I mean, I would really say find Cygnus the Swan. Because that really, really, it's not hard to find, and it and it points directly down the Milky Way. Follow it to Achilla the Eagle, which is turning away from the Milky Way, and by then, you're you're looking at wonderful Bifrost, right? Right. And okay. then um, just the southernmost sky, um, there's a bright, a brighter like part of the Milky Way, and it looks like the teapot's pouring. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Too easy. Gotcha, and. Uh... There are so many cultures that tell a lot of different stories. So yeah. uh, the ones that we're focusing on, of course, are, I guess are more like Greek mythology. Cancer. Uh, so cancer sets early in the summer, but you can still see it. And I know we've told the story of cancer, the crab, before. Cancer's gone pretty quick into the um can we still see cancers I don't, I don't think so i mean maybe like right now but uh once we get more into like july august i don't think so oh it's such a cute story i think it's gone it's gone you just get smooshed hercules herc mr herc hercules the constellation yeah, yeah hercules the constellation at least um, is a little bit annoying to find sometimes. I usually, for whatever reason, if you uh, find Vega, um, which is in Lyra, and sort of follow it um, kind of north, away from, you know, the, the away from Cygnus and away from Altair, mm -hmm. you'll see like the head of Draco, right? And the head of Draco stands out pretty well. Um, it's this five-sided five little shape with kind of a longer snoot like it's kind of a pointy nose um mm -hmm. and that is actually the foot of hercules and hercules looks like a very bad cursive capital h right it's like 
Well, I would say it's easy to find the torso of Hercules, right? Mm-hmm. Badly um, drawn stick figure. I mean, they're all going to look like badly drawn. <laughs> if you're looking at stick figure connections of the constellations, <laughs> sure. It's just like you can tell it looks like a dude like flailing all of his limbs. Yeah, so like it used to be the kneeling man was one of the the names for this constellation and then eventually it became herc um and um then it became kind of hercules running away from um atlas and stuff like that That's him running away. and then um he looks like a wacky inflatable yeah. tube guy or whatever running uh, away and this can also be um sort of seeing um prometheus bound oh which was prometheus um you know titan stole the so fire from Apollo to give it to people because he was he felt bad that they were living in like muck and stuff, mm-hmm. and then they um, he got punished by uh, basically being tied to a mountain or this rock or whatever, and then um, Achilla the eagle would uh, quote unquote snuggle mm-hmm. out his liver every day, and it would grow back at night um, as punishment. Cute little snuggle um, with the liver. Yeah, I just, really I, wanted that. I got to keep it PG. Yep. Um, just uh, snuggled um, his liver his and liver other viscera, day. just spattering out, yes. you know, <laughs> um, hot arterial ki- kindness, kindness shooting from his side. <laughs> um, and uh, it's kind of interesting. In Herc is a very, very easy um, globular star cluster that you can see. Uh, and it's the great cluster in Hercules. Um, and it's along kind of the torso. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, you can imagine it as um nothing to do with hercules but um if you're if you're sort of going with the uh prometheus it's like that's where his liver would be my guy and, but it was not hercules but heracles who saved prometheus oh, I don't inevitably know. right i read i read a fiction book about it maybe that's, i just remember thinking it was like I was really dumb halfway through the book. It's like, oh, it's not Hercules, it's Heracles. That's a totally different thing. I don't know. Yeah. So that's uh, a fun one to find. And then, um, you know, that's kind of where we sent the Arecibo message, which is always interesting. The what? The Arecibo message. Arecibo. It was like this weird long radio broadcast with a code in it um, to like talk to aliens. Maybe. What did we do? Um, we sent this big radio signal to towards this um, star cluster that's in Hercules. Um, because it's got a lot of stars in it and they're pretty old and they're pretty tightly together. So even if we kind of missed when we tried to laser shoot with this um, radio signal, we'd get like some of it. And uh, it was us trying to, trying to talk to aliens. It's got like, um, it was a code, right? And um, a lot of people don't think anyone would ever be able to interpret it or like figure it out. But um, uh, it's still cool. And it was sent to what? I'll... It's um, it's M thirteen. It's the it's the great cluster in Hercules. Uh, so Arecibo sent out this big, really tight beam radio signal towards this thing because it has a ton of stars in it, and again, they're they're pretty old. And um, people thought, um, hey, uh, if there's a chance of life being out there in the universe, this is a good spot for it. And also, um, if we you know aren't super accurate with our aiming this thing. We're going to hit a bunch of them anyway, right? Um, but, you know. So if we sent a radio signal, it would take... Like 22,000 light years? Hercules, yeah. the constellation. The, the great cluster in Hercules, which is um, the 13th Messier object, M13. That's uh, how long it would take light to get there. 
Right. But radio travels slow. Slowly. No, it's just, it's it's the same. radio is radio is a form of light. So in like 44,000 years, we would get a response. Yeah. They're thinking ahead, these NASA oh, people. Yeah. Man. Well, I mean, you know, you think, okay, so 44,000 to get the, um, like, hey, yeah, we're up. <laughs> um, another another, <laughs> another 44,000 for like, um, not much you. Sun's about to explode. Y'all got warp drives? You know? <laughs> like, and then for us to get like that, like a text message with basically, here's how to make a warp drive. Totally get away. You're fine. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it's kind of left on red for a real long time, though. Did we ask them if our son, like, we should have asked them something? No, we sent them all kinds of weird stuff. Like, what? Um, uh, well, so not as weird as the Voyager for sure um but it's kind of like some more information it's kind of like pixel art of like how math works and what a human sort of looks like and where we are in the solar system and then like this is our dna uh that's not smart well most people don't believe that anyone would ever be able to decode it but still like here's our dna a a funsies kind of here's our password and our social security numbers while you're at it and the voyager plates um or the voyager um like images data look those up okay it's cringe look up voyager images um people eating what just do it all right if, if you're if you're listening at home we sent a bunch of images out i think it was a voyager um a bunch of pictures and the basic idea was to show um aliens maybe what humans look like and sort of like what our parts are for Jeez. and so one yeah. of them is like of people eating and like pouring water into their mouth really awkwardly. What? And it's like really weird. Um, there's a bunch of really oh. weird images, all kinds of crazy stuff in there. Yeah, look up images on the Golden Record Voyager. Yeah, specifically the one of people eating is the funniest thing in the world. Because there's like a guy, there's like a lady licking an ice cream cone to show what our tongues are for. There's someone pouring water from way up high into his mouth and there's a guy to show like that we intake water in there as well i guess and there's a guy creepily biting a grilled cheese sandwich and then but the other side of the grilled cheese sandwich has a bite mark so they can like extrapolate and say like oh they must have like these cutting thingies it's so weird but it's like a background like a faded he's he's just like staring at you while he eats his grilled cheese like (laughs) from both sides very Uh, someone eating grapes in a grocery store i mean we've all done it who who hasn't you know who hasn't i guess people that aren't thieves uh what is the heck and what is that supposed to be an alligator like some weird childish drawings of reptiles so anyway um the arecibo message at least isn't that bad it's just really hard to decode Um, Capricorn. Cap. Capricorn. Yes, Cap. And this um, is another horoscope thingy. Yeah, and and Saturn's in Capricorn too. Capricorn's honestly going to be pretty hard for you to find. Saturn's in Capricorn, but it's on it's in orbit. Well, I mean, I'm saying Saturn is slowly crossing the night sky, mm-hmm. and like in you know July, August, the summer, got it. It's kind of kind of be in Capricorn ish area that's about the only way you're going to find capricorn um very southern Mm -hmm. sky which is always a little bit tough um what does that mean uh well the southern sky it kind of like 
drifts over the horizon because um, we can't see like the southern sort of pole area in the in the in space. We see the north northern like the the pole star Polaris, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? It looks like things rotate around that, but kind of in the southern area, things kind of like skewed along. So sometimes it can be harder to like orient yourself. Um, but Saturn Saturn will be bright, right? And that's basically at the head of Capricorn. Mm -hmm. um, it just kind of looks like a weird like a like a triangle that melts up a little bit yeah or like a poorly drawn heart in some of these drawings yeah and, and it's it's um it's pan yeah it's a it's a fish or a mermaid tail on a goat yeah so it's Lamb. um so it's it's a pan like the satyr right um a bunch of a bunch of these guys all transformed into like little fish things to escape some of the titans okay. um that broke loose later on and this looks um, nothing like the drawing, so I'm assuming it has a story to it. It's just a story of Pan. A story of Pan. Yeah, the satyr that um, sort of like bounded up the top of Olympus and then sort of like um, Fusrodad uh, all the titans away. And Excuse then, me? Like, um, Sky, like they shouted real loud and then all the uh, Pan shouted real loud and made everything panic. Uh, oh. And run away, and so then, then they sort of came up Olympus more one at a time, and let the Olympians easily, uh, more easily defeat them than when they were sort of marching together. That's kind of the story. And a satyr is, um, of course, I think of Fantasia. It's like a guy, like a little flute, and he's like skipping around on his hooves. Yeah, right. It could be a fawn. And it's like it's not a full horse body; it's just horse legs. Oh uh, no, it's like goat goat they've got like a very much more like goat like head too oh i guess just not in fantasia you're thinking of maybe you're thinking of a fawn to be honest a fawn like a baby deer uh no so like a fawn is um i feel like fawns are more people-y and satyrs are more goat-y okay here I'm gonna turn. This is. Yeah, I mean, flute. you know, it's Disney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're not ugly, uh, ugly chubby babies with uh, goat legs. No, they're like super cool goat folk. Gotcha, gotcha. No, okay, no hate, no hate. Mm. And uh, so, Capricorn. So this is um, Pan. So you said mm -hmm. he spread panic by mm -hmm. doing what? By basically shouting um, very, very loud from mm -hmm. the mountaintop, bellowing down at them, and it scared them all because yeah. that, that was his, like, power. Why was he doing that? Uh, well, so the Olympians and the Titans were in a war, and the Olympians were trying to hide up out on Olympus and, like, have the, the high ground. And um, all the Titans were kind of marching together, and they, there was, like, no way they were going to defeat them. They had to fight them all at once. And so Pan, who was traditionally a drunk uh, and just real weird, okay. um, basically uh, ran up and then like got out to like the overlook kind of ledge thing. Like if you imagine um, the Grinch looking down at Whoville yeah. <laughs> and he just like shouted real loud. Um, he's like, hey, stop it, guys. Be cool. I think he just did like a, like a big goat. Like, like, his little square eyes went all wonky. And then, um, <laughs> and they were like, Wah! and it turns out that that was kind of his power was that like, if he shouted with, it was like, um, 
shouted with sort of bellowing ferocity than um, people would be. It's it's an anti-siren. Gotcha. Like, he's like the opposite of a siren. He kind of ensorcels them and they run away in fear with his shout. And then because they kind of scattered all different ways, when they came up, they came up more one at a time. And then all the limpets would jump that one Titan, take care of it. And then the next Titan would come up and they'd all jump that one and take care of it, you know? And that's kind of how they won. And how did he end up with a fishtail in the sky? So, um, depends which story you you go into. Um, the one I like is that sort of like, um, as thanks for helping the Olympians, he sort of got the ability to transform whatever part of him into whatever thing he wanted, kind of. And he went with the fish. Um, it was to escape uh, one of the titans that, that I don't think could swim. Um, and so, uh, but he would, I mean, he was a drunk, so he'd be like, I'm going to do body of a penguin, head of a giraffe. Ha, 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 ha. Sounds know? like a spell from like Magic the Gathering. Probably, yeah. it's like, no, I fly now. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, nope. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I think he just transformed the bottom of, of him into uh, a fish and then swam away real fast. A fish, and he swam away into the sky. Uh, I think he just swam. Oh, he just swam, swam. And so then they just named it because it doesn't look anything like. Nope. <laughs> did it at one point? Or... I don't. I don't really know the 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 full history of Capricorn. Okay. Um, this is one of those where it like just blatantly. It needs. It. I, I'm. I'm pretty sure that it has like. It would have had some significance. I just don't know it. What um, are the chances that like? Okay, conspiracy theory. Sure. What are the chances that like they just kind of forgot, and so they're like, "Oh, I don't know, like this one," and it wasn't ever there. What do you mean? Like when when some guy was like drawing the horoscopes on a map, and he was like, "Oh crap, I forgot Capricorn." I mean, maybe I don't know, like this one. Good beam. It doesn't look anything like a. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, usually the ones that don't look like the thing are the ones that were supposed to tell you something about that season. But I don't know what that one may have historically been Bring in your, your rams and your fish. The story of Pan and the story of fish. I don't know. Hmm. Could be. Hmm. Could be bring in your goats. Bring in your goats and go fishing. And go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The last one is... Um, Aquarius, which is like actually closer to the end of the summer, beginning of the fall. So we're kind of uh, taking care of you through July, I guess, mm-hmm. to August. Uh, but Aquarius, uh, I think of obviously aqua, water, yeah. pitcher. It's an air sign though, which is weird. That is strange. Because um, it's literally got aqua in the title. That sounds like another typo. Well, it's, it's so it's the water bearer and, um, you know, uh, Let's, what's it called? Um, yeah, it's the water bear. So it's a person holding a jug of water. Uh, but also, like, in some of the story versions of it, it was a god sort of pouring a vase of water out to help some people that were praying uh, for water because they were in a drought. And then basically the god poured out some water and everyone was like, oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And then the god was like, man, they really love me when I poured that water out. So you just kept doing it. And then everything <laughs> flooded and most people died. Um, uh, so like I feel like Aquarius is kind of the zodiac sign of like taking things maybe a little too far. Um, uh, but it's kind of interesting. Um, the last star in the water 
jug, right? The last drop of water coming off, um, uh, I believe is like Albali, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it used to be used to predict the flooding of the Nile, um, to within like two weeks. It was when that was touching the horizon, either, I can't remember if it was the helical rising or helical setting, to be honest. I think it would have to be, uh, it would have to be the helio rising, but I'm not sure. Um, oh no, it, was, it would be helical setting. Anyway, um, when it was touching the horizon, um, it could predict the flooding of the Nile to within like a couple weeks. Oh. Um, and so, like that's that's definitely one of the ones where it's like, okay, we know this story about this guy pouring out all this water and everything flooding. Um, and if we can sort of pretend that this part of the night sky looks like that, then we can use it as to know exactly when we're the Nile will flood, which is cool. Okay, that's pretty dope, actually. Pisces is not in the sky over the summer. Is that correct? Pisces is barely in the sky ever. Oh, um, it it looks like nothing. Um, is it somewhere uh, near Aquarius? It's though? really, really close to Pegasus. It's so like not Pegasus Aquarius. is sort of like sitting in Pisces' lap, kind of. Um, it, it is near Aquarius. It goes Aquarius. If you take that sort of water flow and go back towards the rest of, if you Actually, right now, if you um, found Jupiter, it's basically in Pisces. Um, okay. But if you took Saturn, sort of Capricorn to Aquarius, and you just follow that kind of line through the sky, um, it's almost like they're all on the same path <laughs> if they're zodiacs. <laughs> basically, it goes Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then you get off to like Aries, the Ram right. kind of stuff, which was also part fish, I think. No, the other, it was a different one that's part fish. And then, of course, we always think of like the age, the age of the age of Aquarius. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's and just... that's meant to be like a a life, sort of like when you talk about the age of Aquarius and the age of Pisces and all that kind of stuff. You mean it's meant to be more like um, civilization as a whole's sort of growth. Okay, uh, yeah, and that was um, a great uh, song and hair. Was yeah <laughs> very important uh when you're doing your constellation stories to always loop it back to a musical i mean you're getting your hand on you you gotta talk you gotta talk that sweet sweet gossip you gotta talk that what sweet, better sweet way gossip. than to talk about the zodiac it's true it's it's all drama are there any other constellations that we're missing uh you know i would i would uh, point out Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus, okay, and Ophiuchus it's, is the the, the mysterious thirteenth zodiac sign. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's almost impossible to find. It's just cool if you can look up there and see it. It's basically Sagittarius. Sagittarius is kind of pointing right at it. It's um, sort of between um, Scorpius and Hercules. In this little zone, um, there's Ophiuchus, and then a couple of the serpents. Um, and it's uh, the first parcel tongue, which is kind of fun. Uh, he was like the healer. And um, Ophiuchus is the story of some guy, Hieronymus, I don't remember. Um, but it's what the medical staff is based on. Right. Because mm -hmm. he would like walk around with this big old stick. And then um, and snakes loved him. Asclepius or something like that. He's like the, the son of Apollo. Maybe. No. I don't know. I could be wrong there. No, it's got some name. He's like the That's god of medicine. That's not Ophiuchus. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, I just don't, I don't know all the names, sorry. But yeah, it's cool. First parcel tongue, um, healer, 
uh, he healed the snakes first, right? Like, what's the story? Uh, no, so he he watched the snakes. Um, he saw a snake and he didn't kill the snake. Right, which you should always do. Snakes are friends. Yeah, and then the snake, uh, snake's snake friend came along and gave it healing herbs, um, because it was thought back in the day that like snakes held a lot of wisdom and were a lot um, of forbidden knowledge, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and they sort of like were extremely long lived. Was the idea. Um, because they would heal each other. And so he basically stalked these snakes and then learned, um, like wrote down their sort of uh, healing tinctures and things that they so would use. A snake had forbidden knowledge of uh, some sort of consumable thing that gave life. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. This sounds familiar. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I don't know. Okay. And then, um, so he just sort of watched them a bunch and then he sort of copied them. And then um, people were like living for thousands of years and no one would die. And Hades got mad mm. because it was like his only gig. Yeah, bad for business. And so um, he got really mad, grabbed Ophiuchus, hooked him into the night sky so that he'd stick there and sort of spread out into the stars. Um, but then the like the two serpents uh, that were like his pals basically grabbed a mouthful of healing herbs and like grabbed onto him. And so they're all up there together. Yeah. And like, so he's... Um, I mean, in theory, he's he's still alive because they're continually <laughs> healing him. Uh, yeah. And it's the thirteenth and forgotten constellation of the zodiac. Whoa, whoa, so whoa. you're into the zodiac stuff, and we're born between November thirtieth and December eighteenth. Guess you're, what, nerds? You're actually uh, a fucus. Yeah. Uh, a fucus. It's hard to say for me. Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus. That's not even how you pronounce it. That's just how I pronounce it because I don't have the energy <laughs> to, to do it the right way, which is like. I don't remember. Ophiuchus. Uh, Ophiuchus. Yeah, that's what Wikipedia says, and so that's what we're going to believe. Uh, and it translates to serpent bearer. Yeah. Neato. Well, he's cute. Yeah, it's fun. He's his little snake friend, and they look like they're about to kiss. I like his story. It's a good... I mean, a lot of these stories are really boring. I think that's an interesting one. If you if you feel like looking up the full version... You also um, thought cancer was boring, and that's one boring. of the cutest stories yeah, ever. yeah. Um, but if, if you're interested in the constellation stories, I highly recommend a book called Star Lore, um, and it it goes into all of these tales in in detail, and it's really fun um, to like learn about them. It also has them in several cultures, mm-hmm. and so you can look up like oh, you know, um, like Scorpius, for instance, in Chinese mythology is the Azure Dragon, Ooh. which is sort of the dragon of um, calmly waiting until you mess with it, which I don't know. You're Scorpio. Yeah, that that checks out. Like that tracks <laughs> um, in. But yeah, there's um, a lot of a lot of good ones out there. Anyway, so yeah, check them out. Star Lore. So uh, yeah, we are already uh, way over what I thought we were going to be. You have to edit down all my rambling about like, I don't remember what it's called. (laughs) I want to shout out, so Maddie, of course, our writing star on the team, uh, wrote here uh, in our our outline, which is very short because John does not follow a script. Nope. (laughs) Uh, Says, John riffs about stuff because he's an astronomy rock star who just knows the stuff off the top of his head. <laughs> so whether or not you're making it up thanks, on the spot. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for riffing on all of our favorite summer constellations. You're awesome. Always, always happy to to 
spin a yarn. And this was actually a requested episode from uh, one of our listeners because they really like the spring constellations and said, ooh, do one for each uh, season. Cool. So thanks. This, this episode's for you. Tell us what other episodes you want to hear and uh, we'll make them just for you. Yeah, you know, um, correct me in the comments and say that you're... John is dying for someone to correct him. I'm wrong on so many things. You're, like, barely, like, something... I'm technically wrong. Technically. Which means you're technically right, listener. Uh-huh, which means... Uh-huh. And that's, like, the best kind of right. Um, actually. Yeah. Compton. <laughs> so, on the Discord. Add yeah, him in I mean, the Discord. Or if you have, like, fun things that you want us to talk about, I'll, I'll talk about anything. Um, I love this stuff, so... Big ol' nerd. All right, well, thank you. And if you um, are listening and don't know how to get us questions or corrections for John Compton, we have a Discord. If you go to LOL, which is not LOL, it's L-O-W-E-L-L dot E-D-U, LOL dot E-D-U slash star stuff, you'll see a cute little landing page that we put together, and there's a link there to our Discord. So hop on it, and um, we've got some, like, cool fan art. We've got some fun questions we try to put uh neat stuff that's happening at the observatory in there too so yeah go check us out on discord all right thanks guys bye nerds this podcast was made possible by our members and donors if you enjoyed this episode and want to support our nonprofit in making more digital education like this available go to lowell.edu slash donate thanks for listening